What's up? Oh, yeah. Yes. You got a hot coffee today? It's very hot. I put the lid on too fast, I think. I can barely drink it. I was just hanging out with a guy the other day. Yeah. And he, we went to like a Starbucks drive-thru yeah. and he ordered his coffee extra hot. And he says sometimes he tells him he wants to turn it up to 250 degrees. And I was there like, dude, this guy, I, uh, what's wrong with this guy? Then, so they hand it to him. It's like shooting, shooting steam out the top. Does he instantly drink it? Yeah, he starts gulping it down like a Ninja Turtle eating some pizza. Does he have no taste? But like, I don't know. It would burn my mouth so I'm hard. like, can you throw four ice cubes in my hot chocolate, please? And then I'm still like... <laughs> <laughs> I have a bone to pick with Africa. Oh, with Africa? Good. At least a, not with me. I have a bone to pick with Africa. What? All of their shirts are tiny. This is true. What size is that shirt you're wearing uh, right now? A triple X. Uh, no, I think it's large though, probably. Yeah. Dude, I bought double X's. You know, you're, you're a gift store. You can't try it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they're so... I thought, I'm going to buy the double X's. I'm usually... This is extra large. I'm yeah. usually like extra large guy. Double X can't... I can never wear them in public. Really? I bought maybe three t-shirts in Africa. I will never wear one of them in public. Yes, you will. No, I will have to lose 70 pounds. <laughs> maybe we should <laughs> stretch them out while they're, while they're wet. Yeah, the problem with stretching a sh shirt out is then it gets shorter. Oh. You ever do that? Yes. I saw a waitress a waitress the other day and her stomach was hanging out the bottom of her shirt. That is just, she just did that on purpose. That's just a trend. <laughs> Your face. That's a trend. It, the crop shirt is the thing right now. Look, is that should have not that that should not be a trend. That girl has no friends. <laughs> oh no, we have to move on. Do we have to cut no, that? Do we? No. <laughs> Welcome to the tug of more, y'all. <laughs> All right, we might cut that part. I don't know. We'll see. Bailey's giving us the stop it, stop it, pastor. No, okay, listen. One of our favorite things we do here in the tug of more yes is we end every episode and say, hey, if you have any questions. Right. Hit us up. If you have anything you want to know, anything we should cover. And guess what? Some of you never say anything, but some of you yeah, say, geez. come on, y'all. Hurt but my feelings. We're getting thousands of views and listens and nobody's saying anything, but some of you do ask yeah. great questions. And so sometimes we answer them by just slipping it into the conversation. Yes. And then we message the person back and we're like, Hey, listen to this, listen episode. To this episode, episode. Right. But Today, we have a good list of questions because we mentioned the other day we haven't filmed together in a while because of Africa and events and things. Yeah, boy. And so we have a list of questions, and Easton is going to read them to us, and we're going to rapid fire give some <laughs> wisdom to these questions. Yes? All right. That's right. All right. First question. Okay. Uh -oh. How do you handle stress in a healthy way? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, I think we've done a couple episodes on this. You know what this is? Is going to be, we're just going to be linking all hey, kinds of but that's okay. all kinds of things. We've done an episode on how to rest yeah, or like the pace yeah. of the race or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's, and then we've we talked, talked about, about it in depth there. Yeah. We talked about what the health, which was helping us in our health journey. But I think we linked and understood in that, that like getting healthy is a way that has helped alleviate our stress because we were, we were just, uh, too stressed out before. So, but, okay. If you're feeling stressed, you have to know the markers. Like you yeah. have to have a dashboard that helps you understand. For me, a dashboard of I am stressed is I start to want to eat bad food. Yep. I want to stay up too late and watch television. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm like, 
I deserve some me time. Right. And it's always stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I start to get bad attitude. And so if those things start to just come up or, or I kind of start, or your eye starts twitching. Oh yeah. My, my eye, my right eye will start twitching. Someone just told me I need to start drinking quinine. Quinine? Tonic water? Tonic water has like quinine in it. Yeah. I have not yet bought Haven't, any. No. They told you I instantly went out and bought tonic water and have been drinking it consistently. <laughs> Winnie just steals my health tips <laughs> but, for herself. But I'm like, come on. It works. My eyes have been twitching. No, no, no twitching. Uh, so like first you've yeah, got to. You have to because, see that you're redlining. Because like the same for me, I get very lazy in the things I know I should do. And it, it's what you said. I, it's a, oh, but I need to uh, treat myself. But every day should not be a treat yourself. That means yeah. you're redlining, probably. And, I mean, like, listen. Life is not meant to be lived in a Hawaiian shirt. Like, we should have moments of stress. Pressure, God, God built us yeah. to yeah. shoulder carry, carry burden. burden yeah. And so, like, it's okay that you're stressed. But that's what I'm saying. The dashboards are the most important to yeah. see, like, okay, this is no right. longer like a healthy, a healthy range place. of life pressure. And, and each, what is it that you should have an hour a day, a day, a week, a week, a, week, a, year. Week, a year or something like that. And so like, of rest. Got, yeah, you've got to take some time to rest. You shouldn't feel stressed running at, oh, it, it's like your uh, heart rate. There's like resting heart rate and then there's like active heart rate. You, you have to find the right balance of stress too, too, I think. We're getting ready to go on vacation to kind of de-stress. Yes. But we're taking our kids. Which is like, and I read somebody posted something the other day and it said, parents never go on vacation. They just raise their kids in different cities. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so, exactly. Vacation with your kids is just raising your kids. In those I'm like, yes, exactly. It's making memories. You're making memories. Yeah. Not really. Decent. Was that good? I don't know how long we should answer each that's question. That's right. I think that's a good one. Go on to it. That was great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. Go. Next How one. do you not doubt yourself? Oh, how do you not? I do constantly. Yeah. I do constantly. I constantly <laughs> like, is this good? Are we doing the right, right decision? Should we just give up and let somebody else come and be in charge? <laughs> right. I doubt myself all the time. I think we recently did the, one of our most recent episodes, encourage yourself. Like you have to encourage yourself so you won't doubt yourself. I think it's okay to have question because that helps you see if you're missing anything, but then you've got to sell that thing. That's another episode we've done of like, have the confidence of like, if this is who I am, who I'm called to be, I might not be ready, but I'm going to fake it till I make it. Well, Nobody's ready for everything. So I doubt myself all the time. So then what I do what? is I, uh, I make the pros and cons list. So like, here's, here's one option. Here's another option. Yeah. I build the list of yeah. if I do it, if I don't do it, right? Yep. Then I pray about it. I ask God, God, what's up? What do you think I need to do? Right. Then I seek counsel mm-hmm. and counsel is from like authorities in my life and peers in my life. Yeah. I seek counsel. And then once I'm able to make the decision, I own that junk. I tattoo it on my face. Yes. You've got to stop. You've, it, the, if you ask that question, it's because you're, you're, you are doubting yourself. Right. Listen, do your due diligence, do the best planning, figuring out that you can do, and then just own it. Yeah. And don't look back. It's something we talk about a lot. Like once we've made the decision, know that these are the decisions, keep going in it. And don't, if you keep looking over your shoulder, wondering if you should have changed a decision you made, you're going to keep doubting yourself. So just keep going into the next one. And uh, yeah, God will take it. And in moments, you're going to start. Like we just had a conversation recently about how we sold a property and all these different things. And so it sometimes creates doubts of like, ooh, like now with this two years of COVID wisdom, did we do the right thing? Right. But when you start doubting yourself, 
when you do the due diligence that I talked about, yeah. when I look back to what we did, I did all that due diligence right. then. That's the decision that I made. And you can only make the decision that you can make with the wisdom that you have in the moment. Right. Yeah, you hear that. We do not have time machines. Right, you hear that phrase. If I, if I would have known now, or if I would have known then what I know now, well, you didn't. Yeah. You only knew what you knew. And so go with what you knew and, and what you know and just make, keep moving forward and then just keep, keep trucking, and keep the, Bi the Bible says that if you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything right. done. No. And so like sometimes we doubt ourselves because we are waiting for the perfect, like right. every leader, every person, every moment, every year. Forget all that, dude. No, it's just like parents. Jump, baby. You're never going to be ready to be a parent until you just become a parent. Like, there's nothing. Some of the things as you tug into more, you're tugging <laughs> into things that you've never been in before. What? Okay. <laughs> what are you about to say? I are we we can say people's names. I'll just say his first name. Oh. A buddy of mine, Terry, who goes to our church. Uh -huh. His wife posted something today. It was a picture of a, a sonogram. Uh -huh. And I thought she was pregnant and I text Terry. I was like, bro, what? <laughs> he was like, no, it's not me. It's like one of our family. Oh, no. It's like, bro, you're bro. 40 about to have a baby. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, but yeah, he would not He would not be ready to that. But he, you just jump into what what is. And so as you're talking into more, you're going to get to things that you don't, you're not fully adequately prepared for. Keep going anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You took us off the rails. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Next one. How do you build strong friendships? Oh, well. Um, you go into friendships intentionally to build strong friendships. Yeah, you have to try and try and try again. You have to take baby steps, not like go from, I just met you, we're best friends. You have yeah. to understand that it's going to be a journey. Yeah. But the decision to like, hey, we're going to stick this out. We're going to be friends. We're not going to get offended by little things. Yeah, honestly, it's yeah. work. Like it's, it's a work. Lot of work. Yeah. Um, finding people that are like-minded yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like to be able to have deep friendships you have to agree like on pretty deep yeah things yeah for sure like if me and our yeah. families are yeah. best friends yeah. and f like in most major life philosophy ideas we already kind of align absolutely and so it doesn't cause a bunch of tension right when something in the news pops up yeah we're it not like can't talk at dinner it doesn't mean like if you you could have things you don't all the way agree about in a fr deep friendship however it sure does make it easier uh like if they say when you get married like have some of these real com do you want kids do you like how how do you want to raise them these certain big things those are big important questions in a relationship too that you should ask pretty quickly yeah um because yeah, it, it's going to be hard for your lives to align if you're not going in the same direction. Yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. So. You're not going to agree with everything, but no, yeah, not everything for the most part. But, but generally, uh, speaking. I'm saying like if you were friends with somebody in high school and you were like really, really good friends, and now you're stepping into adulthood, yeah, and their life is going in a very different direction, right. then you're probably not going to be able to be best. Right, it's not going to work anymore. Friends, then I think you've got to open up. So like, there has to be when a season of life hits that like something heavy happens. Yeah. Somebody has to like get raw. Yeah. And vulnerable or else you're just um you're just movie buddies. Right. You're not friend No, it's friends really cuz we've had people that yeah. like we go to every restaurant with, we go to movies with, we laugh, but like when it comes down to crap hitting the fan, I'm yeah. not calling them. Right. No, yeah. It, it, and that's not a it's it's a it's a friend but it's not right, like it's a, not a deep, really ride or die deep friendship. And I think uh, we 
the, the Bible is our context. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron, but in that you have to be willing to let someone file on you a little bit. Someone like uh, rub on you and say like, Hey, Hey, like in, if you want deep relationship, you can't get uh, frustrated when, when crap hits the fan and you call them, they say, well, actually, you, you know, you're doing this part. That's part of why the crap you're, you're making your own crap hit the fan. Yeah. You, you have to be willing to like go, okay, it's a give and take of like, I'm there for you, but also I'll hear from you and I'll receive from you what you have. And uh, you're allowed well, to offend each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, knowing the heart behind it. So uh, it takes a lot of work. I mean, we've been friends almost 13 years now. Like that's a long time. Yeah. Of it, we're, we're not, we weren't as close 10 years ago as we are today. Yeah. It's taken a journey of, of a lot of seasons of life and a lot of trust, learning to trust each other. And uh, as adults, I think it's harder to, to find people uh, that you're in deep relationship with because you're not in constant classrooms together or in constant sports teams together like we were when we were kids. But you have to be intentional to make the time and space to do that. The Bible says that a man must show himself friendly. Yeah. And like to find a fr to find a friend, you must show yourself friendly. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes it's guys are the worst, man, because they walk into rooms all mean mugging yeah. with their arms flexed, you know, and like brow furrowed ordering their coffee at 250 degrees yeah and then they're like why don't i have why don't i have right. any friends and i'm like uh well you could get here a little early and then like go up and talk to somebody else smile or something yeah i like it when people say that they they went to a church and the church wasn't friendly now granted there probably are some churches that aren't friendly oh for sure but for the most part for sure yeah i think that i think that their heart their goal is to be friendly yeah but if you show up somewhere late you sit there with a angry look on her face right. you leave right. right at dismissal you ain't gonna make no friends yeah yeah when's the last time i know they want to do doing on friendship we, do, we need to we need to do yeah. a full one when's the last time you asked somebody out to lunch yeah that's a great question when's the last time you said hey we all need to hang we need we to hang out, out. Right. i know that we've never hung out before we need to hang out yeah and if the question is if the answer is years maybe it's time to to try that yeah it's good next one next question how do you have grace for people? Oh man, uh, for me, having grace for people starts with understanding uh, that I am not perfect either. My mom used to sing this song about have patience, have patience, don't be in such a hurry because when you're impatient, you only start to worry. Remember, remember God has patience too because think of all the times he's had to wait on you. And like, it's true, like God's had to have patience for me all the time because I'm a mess. If he had patience for me, I need to have patience for other people. I don't know. It's all, that was great. It's all about understanding uh, where they are and what they've been through. Right. And that like, we should extend grace because grace has ex been extended to us. Like there's people that take me off all the time. Yeah, every day. Driving, all the time. Driving here today, people, I'm like, if you are not driving somewhere get out of your car and off the road yeah why are you trying to do that <laughs> if you want to text sit on your couch and text i'm saying go ahead people they screw stuff up all the time every day they okay. don't make smart decisions right they do things dumb but then when you look at like who are their parents right how have like they i know that this person's 40 and they're doing stuff that's stupid yeah but guess what their parent was an idiot yeah and so like they've only been trying to live right for a couple years right and so they don't know any. I'm they don't know any better. I'm, I like. I'm, it's like I don't get mad <laughs> if Titus guess? if Titus peed the bed. Titus yeah. is now uh, seven. seven. Yeah, he's seven. If he peed the bed, 
I would be like, bro, are you serious? Right. You got to go potty before you go to bed, bro. Then we'd change the sheets. If he would have peed the bed two years ago, I wouldn't have really said nothing about it. Yeah. But if he pees the bed when he's 17. Right. I'd be like, dude. Yeah. What the actual junk is happening? <laughs> right. I'm saying when we can look at somebody else's maturity. Absolutely. Then it can help us set a better expectation. No, in, this, in the circumstances that they've grown up in. For my kids, I've had to talk to them about this a lot because even though... Aaron and I have not done any, everything perfect at all. We've still created a safe, loving environment for our kids. And sometimes they have encountered uh, other friends along the way and they're like, why do they act like that? Why are they bringing like that? And I'm like, wait a minute, you don't understand what they've grown up in. And it can be hard to even put our brain into someone else's shoes. But you say that all the time about how maturity is putting ourselves in someone else's shoes. And we have to take the time to do that. Yeah. Because if we don't, uh, yeah, did we just assume they, they have the same thoughts, the same upbringing, the same whatever as us? And that's not true at all. And then something else you and I have done uh, over the years to help us have grace for people is mm -hmm. to build an empathy list. God, so good. We have to do a whole series, a whole thing on this. Because building a list of like <clears throat> reasons why we should have empathy towards them. Empathy, I think, is one of the biggest ways to build grace for someone else. Empathy is just... Uh, having compassion for the circumstances yeah. that they're in. Soon coming episode, Empathy List. Yes, love that. Okay. And then and then just chill out. Like, like it, as leaders, we are we are we're, leading, we're setting standards, we are we are saying that we are going into more. Everybody else is not gonna be on our level, so have grace. We're really good at having grace for ourselves. Absolutely. If I screw up, I cut myself all the slack. We judge ourselves on our intentions, not our. But if somebody else screws up, yeah. I'm like, they're such an idiot. <laughs> what if we extended grace to others the way we do to ourselves? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Perfect. Next question: What is gluttony? Oh, <laughs> great question. Uh, well, what's the? Uh, I should not even bring this reference up. What's the movie? The um, oh, Seven, Seven Deadly, Deadly Sins. Sins. <laughs> Remember, this is what we, I used to think. Gluttony. We do not promote this movie. <laughs> I used to think gluttony in that movie. They were, they got this guy and they tied him to a chair and made him like eat baked beans yeah. until it killed him or something. Yeah. And he was big, heavy, yeah. overweight guy. And I used to think that gluttony was only based in food. Right. Gluttony is food is one way that we can yeah. be gluttonous. But I think gluttony is anything excessive that you're consuming. That that like, you're consuming. Yeah. So like. People are gluttonous on Instagram. Right, right, right. They're gluttonous playing video games. Yeah. People are gluttonous sleeping. Yeah. It's like an out of balance, in excess, uh, unhealthy, yeah, consumption of things that that in regular order, regular balance are healthy for you. Like yeah. we, we need food to live. It's fuel. But you but, need sleep to live. Right. But in excess, yeah. uh, it becomes gluttonous. And so um, to me, it is one of the uh, seven deadly sins that we don't uh, see as sinful as others. Yeah. But it can be just as damaging, just as harmful to our life, and we have to pay attention and go. This really is a sin uh, uh, of of being out of balance, and so working to be in balance is a big deal. It's that thing that if you, it's that thing that you know you should stop doing some, but you yep. don't. Right. Absolutely that's probably an area of some gluttony, gluttony yeah. that you need to work in. Now there's like, there's uh levels of gluttony. Absolutely. There's like absolutely 
morbid gluttony. Like this is going to ruin your whole life. Absolutely. But but I think there's like a spectrum of right. It. And so anything that's out of balance, yeah, can be leaning towards no, towards true. gluttony. How do you keep your team motivated? Dude, y'all are hitting us with some good questions. I know. I'm like, okay, uh, go. You go. First. How do we how do we keep the team motivated? I think that we work to keep the vision of what we're doing in front of the team of knowing like here's where we're trying to get to yeah. so it helps you it helps you keep working um then we i think that we do a decent job at celebrating wins yeah and talking about like look at what's happened look at the positive like look at look at our progress yeah communicating the vision is a big deal celebrating what's good and then and then the for us testimonies of like life change for people because in the church contest but but yeah the wins can be any type of like we did it we met the goal the marker but then or, or like the individual i was gonna say wins. within the individual encouragement of yeah. like you're doing a good job yeah yes that can get out of balance because you have to also have critique and growth but don't withhold encouragement uh when it's it's necessary like if you see someone doing a good job tell them they're doing a good job yeah uh if you it, we're all working harder in our in our context they're all working harder than they should and so we are big on saying, hey, I see you, you're doing great. Yeah, I think w one thing that I try to do to help keep people motivated is to talk about the elephant in the room. Like like just this last Sunday, we had one of our lowest attendant attendances yeah. we've had in a long in a while. time. Yeah. And like, it was kind of like a, oh, like that, like it just, that we wrote yeah. the number of Sunday's attendance on the whiteboard. And we were all like, womp, womp. And I think that just like, I've been in places before where people act like, man, it was packed, it was incredible. And I'm there like, no, like I'm not <laughs> sure that's real. And right. I think to be honest, yeah. I guess, like just to be honest, I think helps keep everybody yeah, motivated. That you're not like the leader up in the ivory tower also, I think right. it's a big deal, but like that you see the struggle and that you're a part of helping solve the solution. Not just, we were talking about it, like not just being a leader that says, you figure it out, you figure it out, you just figure it out. But being able to go, hey, go figure it out. If you can't, here's some here's some help that I'll give or yeah. here's some advice, here's some wisdom or hey, have you thought of this? Just being willing to be an open door. I think you and I do a good job of that, of like, yeah, I know you're trying, but here, let me help also. This one feels a little bit backwards because when we say motivated, we think like, take everybody to race go-karts and eat cupcakes. Like we think yeah. that's what motivation yeah. is. But I think another way to keep people motivated is to directly deal with problems. Absolutely. And so like maybe one of the ways that you need to motivate your team is by firing somebody on your team. Yeah. Dealing with a problem, removing right. a volunteer, giving money to an area that needs some, like, yeah, it's not so people, people lose motivation right. it's because not, yeah. this is hard and it's not changing. Right. And so, yeah, not, not to do it out of like a fear of like, this will happen to you if you don't do it. Not that no, motivation, no, no. no. But the motivation of like, uh, yeah, people, if, if you keep an issue alive long enough, then the team feels like, well, you as a leader then clearly don't care. Yeah. So if you don't care, then why do I care? Yeah. And if this is going to be acceptable for these people, then who cares how I behave? Who cares how I work? And so we've, we've been very intentional to say, we have to deal with problems so that it doesn't become a bigger problem. Truly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, deal with it. How do you have a balance between dealing ministry and receiving ministry? Dealing, oh, like 
Ooh, dealing. Yeah. I've never heard that term, dealing. dealing. Like we're the dealer. <laughs> no when to hold on. Yeah. No when to fold on. <laughs> right. The yeah. gambler. That's a good way of saying it. We were it, in a meeting not too long ago, and the guy, he told me that, have you heard the gambler? Because he was trying to like tell me I needed to quit negotiating. And I oh, just started yes. singing the song at him and looking him real intensely in the <laughs> eye. And I said, I'm the dealer in this situation. <laughs> You're funny. That's, but, a, that's an intense story. Uh, okay, re-say the question. Deal, I distracted myself. Dealing ministry or receiving okay. ministry. This is good. Dude, first of all, just having that realization that that's something that we do as pastors yeah. is, is important. Not too long ago, uh, I went to a church service at another church. They were doing like a little conference worship thing. Yeah. And I went by myself. Right. My wife didn't go. I went, put my butt in my truck. Right. Drove there by myself because I felt dry. I felt um, like I had only empty. been dealing yeah. empty. And I just went and worshiped. And dude, I was crying. And I just went to go and connect to God like I was a 15 year old at youth camp. Mm -hmm. And I think that when it's again, self awareness, the dashboard of yourself, future episode self awareness too. Dash dashboard of yourself. Yeah. Hey. Like, like my, yeah. I just started to twitch because oh. <laughs> so many ideas came that I want to talk about there. <laughs> you have to know when you're needing those moments. Yeah, it's good. And then like for me at more church on a Sunday when I'm preaching, uh -huh. it's hard for me to disconnect the dealing from the receiving. Absolutely, yeah. And so, yes, I attend more church. I do. Right. But I'm also on the job a little bit. Absolutely. Now, there are moments in worship that right. like God speaks to me and I'm emotionally engaged and I'm getting a word and yeah. I'm getting filled up, but but I think that a lot of the time I'm also like thinking about my notes or yeah. okay, this is the next to the last song or yeah. okay, somebody new on the mics, how's this going to go right. or man, I feel like the ushers haven't filled that section like Yeah. It's just the mind is racing, and so intentionally putting those times in just where you're getting filled. The you're saying, I mean, it's a it's a pouring out spiritually, emotionally, um, even physically, like the exhaustion of it, and when to receive. I, I think for the gauge of my life, what I've learned, I, I've shared it. I, I can't remember what episode, but my counselor talked to me once and said, Whitney, you don't get mad. Now, when the gas prices are high, we get mad because of our bank account, but you don't get mad at yourself that you need to put gas in your car because mm. you've driven a lot. You and mm -hmm. I went on a drive yesterday to see a bunch of stuff and, and we put a, a lot of miles on the car that meant we had to put more gas in the car in order to keep driving. And yeah. he was like, you don't get frustrated by that. That's just common sense. And so you have to understand that the same is true in yourself, that if you're pouring out a lot, then you're going to be more empty than those who are not pouring out as often mm -hmm. and so it's not just uh because truth be told you and i can't go to a church service by ourselves somewhere else as often on a sunday or on a sunday no, this is or, on a friday yeah, night we yeah. can't go even every week to do that the same to fill up so that means intentionally in my own self i have to have my own time with god my own worship time yeah. my own uh time where i'm talking to a friend that will encourage me uh things like that to allow myself to understand the more you're pouring out, then you better be paying attention that there's more you need to receive. Otherwise you'll start running on empty. And you said something about you had like a, your car has an extra tank and like it'll pull from the emergency tank. Some of us have, you and I both have uh, emergency tanks in our, yeah. our 
excuse me, in ourselves that like we could keep, we could keep driving even when we're a little bit on E, but it's not good for us in the long run. Long and run. like, if you want to be in ministry, whoever asked this question, if you want to be in ministry a long time, you better start refilling yeah. right now. Don't yeah. wait. And there's different, uh, as you're talking the fuel tank, I, th I thought of something, you know, there's different ways that we fill ourselves up. Like, yeah. like sometimes you fill yourself up just through the slow, steady, consistent. Yeah. But then there's those moments like me going to that worship yeah. service, right. uh, race cars, when they come in for the pit, yep. you know, they're in the race and they have to pull over in the pit to get new tires or get gas. They have these giant gas tanks <laughs> that <laughs> a guy puts yeah. on their shoulder yeah. and has a giant tube that comes out and it literally dispenses 30 gallons or 20 gallons right. of gas in seconds. Yeah. And for me, as I've matured in my relationship with God, I can step into something mm -hmm. and I can fill up fast. Right, right. Because, because I have the spiritual infrastructure in my mind and my heart to be able to do that. Now, if you're new in your relationship with God, you got to go to the pump and you got to stand there for 15 minutes right. with the pump only right. putting in a gallon a minute. But for me, sometimes when I feel dry, it's like, it's like Jesus or Moses. They yeah. climbed up a mountain. Right. They climbed up a mountain and they got filled. Yeah. And so if you feel real dry, sometimes you just need a service to go and get that 20 gallons dumped in your soul it's really and good. you can be refilled. So you have to then go figure out, okay, this space, this time. And then it, you got me thinking like the times where we've taken the sabbatical times of life where it's like, okay, that's going to fill me up for a while. Yeah. And so you just have to balance it in life, finding when is the right season for it. Yeah. There's going to be seasons that you can't, you can't, you can't, but I, you got to do it. Go ahead. I was going to do a sabbatical a little bit yeah. this summer, Yeah. but then we got told we had to move, uh, locations, right? Well, if we have to move building locations and there's all this other chaos stuff yeah. that we're going on, it's not time for me to go and take a whole nother week off. Yeah. I'm already traveling in camps and I have a family vacation. Right. And so maybe this summer isn't time for Trustin to go to the woods by himself. Yeah. Maybe but he'll maybe, go in September. Maybe in September. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in September. Right. Maybe stuff will, will smooth out. Right. But that's because I now have that other tank. Absolutely. That's a whole important. No, really but good. it was good. Okay. Go on. Next one. How does a leader have hobbies? <laughs> I don't know. Please, uh, please let me know. You're please, still figuring that way yeah, out. Yeah. Please let me know. I think that, uh, for our, our context, we have to be creative. We have to be, we are creative people. So we've had to learn ways to refill our creativity. You are the one who told me, somebody told me, what? You're I'm stewing on something. I'm stewing, I'm stewing, and it's gonna be pretty. We have to listen to what no. I'm saying. Yeah, say, it. say it, I'm gonna listen, say it, say <laughs> I'm it. just kidding, but. No, you're right. He, uh, uh, Maybe it was you. I don't know. People who use their minds need to have hobbies with their hands. People who use their hands need to have hobbies with their minds. Mm. So uh, I don't remember who told me that. I thought maybe it was you, but somebody else. Uh, so like for us, we use our minds a lot. And what we've realized uh, is that you tinkering in the garage with your cars, like me, different projects that are like mindless, but I'm just active in are things that have helped us both uh, refuel the creativity of our mind. And so if you work in that area, then maybe that's what you need to do. If it's the other that you like are an auto mechanic or whatever, maybe you need to go get creative and uh, do something that will be creative with your mind just to help you in hobbies. Cause I don't know, it's hard to find when you're talking into more, we found it's been hard to find good hobbies. Yeah. I, go. That's great. And all, and all true. And I'll speak to it. Yeah. I think I spent a lot of time upset with myself that I didn't have a hobby. 
Yeah. And as I'm getting more mature, mm-hmm. I'm realizing that maybe hobby hobby is a word that is not the right word. Yeah. Like a no, hobby a hobby implies that there's something that you do consistently that you're getting good at, that you invest money in, that you can talk about. Like guys that golf as a hobby, yeah. they're going every week. Yeah. I don't have one of those. Yeah. And I used to think I need to get one. Right. I think every personality is different. You know what my hobby is? What? Ministry. Yeah. No. I love it. Yeah. You know so what my hobby is? Tug of War. Tug of War is my hobby. Yeah. Exactly. I'm saying like, so so if you don't have a hobby, that doesn't mean that you have to hurry up and go and learn to, learn to scuba dive. Right. I used to think I need a scuba dive. Remember I wanted to buy a paddle board? I'm gonna go be a paddleboarder. Hey, I still I've, I've bought mountain bikes and <laughs> paddle boards. I'm gonna scuba dive. I'm gonna go learn how to golf. I've tried to get a hobby, yeah. but while I'm doing the hobby, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm tr- chasing something that I don't actually need. Yeah. So, an activity that is de-stressing is good. Right. That's. So, I was gonna say the actual definition is what I got my phone for is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure and so i think we've had to determine and understand that sometimes your leisure time what you're doing for pleasure it may be connected to what you do in your real life yeah but it's not as intense it's not as stressful it's not your work life necessarily yeah and uh uh yeah go no they just look different they just look look so different people i'm just saying that because i tried to find a hobby so many times and i couldn't yeah. find like my one thing that is my like yeah right and now i have 15 different activities right. that i can do whenever that are a, a rest yes. relaxation right it doesn't have to be a specific hobby but just understand what helps give you rest and then start just putting those things in every now and then yeah. and allow your brain to chill out it's good okay good how do you keep people coming back for more? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it, I, I don't know if that is in like a uh, Sunday yeah. morning context. Is that a Sunday morning context? Kind of or context, is that a, they want to talk to me? They want to be my friend. I don't know. In a business. I mean, it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. How do, you, how do you keep people coming back for more? I think um, leaving them wanting more. Right. I used to preach... And I thought I had to say every word on that subject then. Yeah. And so my sermons were too long and I was talking too fast and it was just like a fire hose. And so now sometimes I'll end a Sunday and I'll be like, and I got a lot more to say. Yeah. Or I'll drop a T. It's like, it's like a, a I ain't got time. <laughs> no, it's like a, yeah. A teaser, you're right. What are the movies with all the superheroes? Marvel movies. You know the Marvel movie? Uh-huh. They show the movie and then they show the credits. Oh, yeah. And then they show that little 30 second yes. clip. And then you're like, where, where's like, the next movie? It's like Captain America's shield, like broken in half in the woods. And you're like, <laughs> what? I'm saying that sometimes, yeah. as a, I'm talking first communication, as a communicator, right. sometimes we don't have to put a bow on it. Sometimes we can put a question mark on the yeah. thing and it helps. No, that's great. Like I already did it in this episode. I said, yeah. coming soon, next. And so now people yeah. will be watching and clicking, hoping, hoping win, that wins that episode. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And and then what you are giving, what you are putting out, whatever your business, whatever your leadership style is, that you're, what that ever that is, is excellent. 
I think that's a big piece of like, if you want them to come <clears throat> back for more, don't give them garbage in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, make sure now it doesn't have to be perfect. Again, we've talked about that before, like progress over perfection, but make sure it's the best you can do and the best you can give in that moment. Uh, yeah, we aren't the great at the, at the best of this yet. What? But my mind has been blown by something uh -oh. and it's going to start to shift some stuff. What? Who was I talking to about crumble cookies? Ethan, was I talking to you about crumble cookies? Oh, yeah. Right. So I didn't know this, that crumble cookie every week uh -huh. releases new flavors. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did not know this. Oh, yeah, it's a So thing. crumble is a cookie store. Yes. Okay, I didn't know this. It's not actually good for me to know because of my... Um, Oh, what is the other question we answered about? Gluttony. <laughs> gluttony. Because of my gluttony, it's not good for me to know this information. But that every week they yeah. release a new cookie flavor. Oh, it's a thing. And if you don't, I didn't know this. And if you don't go and buy it, it's gone. Yeah. FOMO. FOMO. And I was like, this is genius. Yep. And it's made me start thinking about all kind of stuff. Yeah. About like how we do what we do, how we consistently do it. Like, our service is real, um, you know, welcome, worship, announcements, sermon, dismissal. <laughs> yeah, right. It's real. Okay, uh, how can we crumble cookie this junk yeah. so that like it's a one-time only? It's exclusive, yeah. It's exclusive. Like yeah. what's happening here? It's not going to happen again. Now, we do that a little bit with SummerSlam. It's like yeah. a revival thing. Yeah. We do that with house party we've done it in certain seasons where we did not do our live recording because we we're like if you weren't here you missed it yeah and yeah. so dude crumble is a genius yeah they are and so how do you keep them wanting coming back for more you know that you're not gonna do the same thing next week yeah when i was in youth group uh uh when i was in youth group my youth pastor would do this thing once a month called j night and it stood for Jesus Night. Well, yeah. Real, real <laughs> slick. 90s. What? Yeah, not J Night. And every month was this was a J Night, and it was a week to bring a friend where there was like a real clear salvation message. Oh, okay. The problem with doing it every month is if I didn't bring a friend, I could just bring him next month. Right. You, you weren't motivated to... I wasn't motivated. So then when I became a youth pastor, what we did is we did this once a year big blowout. Yeah. Where if you missed bringing your friend here, you, you your your friend lost an opportunity. <laughs> right. Now I think that was too extreme. Yeah. And I think what my youth pastor did was too extreme. But what if we just change what we do? Right. All the time, and it's a different tactic. Keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. Yeah. No, that's really good. Go crumble. No, it's good. It's about to be also... a, It's about to be a part of our conversation. Yeah. <sighs> they're like a thousand calories per oh, cookie. Brady will bring them to our house. That's because she's like, skinny. Yeah. But just she... wait. Oh, wait till she hits like me out. Just wait till she hits like 35. Her mom's skinny though. Yeah, but they run a lot. She might, oh, she does? Yeah, she they, might just be able to eat cookies forever. It makes know, me mad. It makes me mad. Go ahead. What is the number one quality you look for in a leader? Mm -hmm. oh, off the top of my head, honesty and integrity is the number one quality. Yeah, I was going to say a guarded heart. Yeah, that's another one. Um, but like it's honesty, integrity, yeah. or self-awareness. Yeah. Or it's... Uh, <laughs> Did you say one, one thing? <laughs> yeah, oh. we have a list. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, it's true. I think... Their character matters. I mean, their, honesty, their transparency. Yeah. I don't know if I can just pick one. I know, there's a bunch. But uh, I can tell you what they aren't. Yeah, that's fine. But they aren't is... Um, He's going to say lazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. What they what it isn't is like a great Instagram or like... Oh, yeah. 
being Super really handsome well, well spoken. Yeah, beautiful, highly talented. Looking like they have it all together. Yeah. We used it's to think the, that it's the it was. like God, it's I can't I can't just put one in because then I would say work ethic. Right. No, it's true. There's a lot <laughs> it's like I integrity, think transparency, we've work ethic. We've learned a lot over the years of like what it looks like and what it doesn't look like. Are they like. selfless or selfish? Or selfish. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That was that's an impossible good. question. Yeah, we can't pick one. I could stew on it a long time. They, they're they like Jesus. There you go. There you I don't go. want. <laughs> Someone like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> go ahead. I don't have any more. Oh, whoa, whoa. okay. There's all the questions. Well, hey, hey we the, good, the good news is that the conversation isn't over. Yeah. And so if you have more questions. Ask them. Help them. Help yeah. us. Hit yeah. us up. Tell, tell us what's up. Ask us your questions. And uh, we love to get to answer them. So we love y'all. See ya. See ya. Bye. (laughs)